0: everybody welcome to the 86 no filter podcast glad to have you here my name is Kyle what's
1: up guys it's Nate Botello hey it's Sam.
0: and I hope everyone out there is doing good it's time for a catch-up over here how's
1: everyone doing Nate how you feeling I'm doing pretty good today uh I have a pretty decent week I think um let's see what do I want to talk about um, I mean, as far as work-wise, like, it's been slow, as, as you guys know, because we work at the same place. <laughs> but the last few shifts that I had uh, have kind of have kind of turned out pretty well. i made some good money, I mean, versus, like, what I worked. Uh, and I've also been feeling like we've been doing... We've been cutting down to less people, and yeah, so I've been feeling more... more yeah, but I've also been feeling more confident and more back into, like, the swing of, like, when I used to serve, because... Back in my old place, we would routinely close a Monday with two servers. And what was that old place again, just wondering? Person. Oh, uh, Chili's. Chili's uh, Bar and Grill.
2: Chili's, Chili's baby back. Chili's
1: Encino, to be specific. With barbecue snacks. Or I'm banned for life, so you'll never see me <laughs> again. Um, yeah. Oh, and and on that same note, I started watching The Office. Yay! Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really fun. UK? On time. UK? No. no, UK. No, UK. Hey, I this like that one. 21 too. Savage, that's bro. why I right. never. That's why I put it off for so long. Fair but enough. to be honest, once you get past like the first season, it's a completely different show. <laughs> totally, and it's yeah. it's really good. There's also I, like a
0: Swedish version of that show too. My, that they made after. Why well, am not I surprised at it.
3: you of all people <laughs> <laughs> I found it? Like, of Swedish I was like, Office. What <laughs> anyway. were you gonna
4: say, Sam? Oh, uh, nothing. It was gonna go down a huge <laughs> rabbit hole about. <laughs> well, I was how, gonna how? go on like a 15 minute diatribe about the reason that the American Office doesn't get like like doesn't have the same sort of impact. Uh, basically thesis crux of it is that the UK version shows the negative impacts, the soul sucking nature of like the corporate structure and how like working in an office for someone else like destroys your life. Whereas the American version as, as a lot of American things are is like, Oh, it's positive. It's great. It brings <laughs> people together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, bullshit. I th-
1: but I think also, that was my opinion before, but now watching the show—not to get too deep into the office handleization—but <laughs> spending some more time with the show now, it, 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 it's a lot of that on the surface. But there is some, there's some heart to it. There's some like uh, realistic observations on the monotony of the workplace, on the futili- futility of corporate structure, and being just a pawn and like this is I work at a paper company like they oh there's no, some characters that the, address that the problem is
4: I think they give that lip service and then it all has a happy ending yeah well,
1: I haven't gotten to the end yet so every episode uh, but yeah in general, every episode. I'm every doing, yeah, doing okay all how yeah. are you
3: doing uh, I'm doing how is your
4: I am feeling very contrarian as usual I had a I had a pretty like full weekend um it was my one-year anniversary with my girlfriend. Aww. Hey, congratulations. Uh, thank you. Uh, but I also uh, got a cold. During I'm going to the... add some air horns there. <laughs> nice. You got yeah. a cold literally during your... Well, no, like, literally, so I went to bed the night before. It was on Friday. I went to bed Thursday night. Normally, when I feel like, feel like I'm getting si- like, when normally when I get sick, I feel it. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm getting sick. Went to bed, felt fine Thursday night. Woke up at four in the morning on Friday with, like, a horrible sore throat. Damn. And that day was our anniversary. <laughs> so, but then... Uh, and went to a friend's birthday party, Super Bowl. It was pretty, uh, pretty wild. And my cousin flew in from Portland. She's 17. She's in high school. She was visiting her college friends, but then her college friends are all freshmen in college at like USC. And of course, one because they're Trojans, so they're ass. And two because they're <laughs> freshmen, they have no control over their lives. Uh, like, totally, like, abandoned, like, they were, like, oh, we have to do rush stuff, it was, like, it was, like, sorority rush week, so she had, like, totally got abandoned by her friends, Damn. so she came and watched the Super Bowl at my friend's house, and then, like, stayed the night, and I felt, but I was, like, sick, we didn't, like, do anything, we just kind of, like, hung out and watched TV, but I felt, it was, like, very strange, I was, like,
0: you're, like, yeah, LA is
4: like yeah, I was, like, oh, man, I'm sure you, you expected, like, fucking college parties and stuff, and now we're just, like, I'm drinking tea and reading existential <laughs> philosophy in my living room. Anyway, that was my weekend. Pretty
3: dope, bro. Hey, Thanks, bro. What about you, Patella. Um, I'm chilling right now. I totaled my car on Saturday, which was what? dope, bro. What, what the fuck? Yeah, Are we with friends? <laughs> wow, yeah, dude. what the fuck, dude? <laughs> Listen, I had some stuff going on. There you go. Um, Yeah, I, I went down to a friend's birthday party in San Diego on Saturday, and then... I was driving back and it was really rainy and yeah, shit happened on the freeway, was, bro. <laughs>
0: was the birthday party at least fun?
3: Birthday party was fucking lit. Nice. Yeah, Shout out nice. to Becca. Wait, Thank you. Birthday party was <laughs> right so yeah. so. Uh, are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Okay. Yeah. Is everybody else no. okay? No, they're dead, bro. I'm going to jail. I'm doing <laughs> five. No, uh, yeah, no, everybody was fine. Um, the other car was totally fine. Um, See. Oh wow. Uh, uh, you, wanna you want to ask questions when we fucking tell you yeah I gotta see some pictures after I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so basically I, I really actually you know now you got me on I just want to talk about the birthday party so because oh the God. birthday party was dope so uh, my friend like sent out this message she was like hey it's really important that you RSVP because she didn't tell anybody like what it was going to be but she's like there's going to be teams involved and in, like drinking games and I need to like have a solid head count so that I can do the teams or whatever, or whatever. Um, and she's like yeah like wear comfortable clothes and our plan was like to do the whole party like at a park but then it was like i don't know it's been fucking raining like crazy it's beautiful today but it's been raining for like a week straight in la and in california so she like last minute bought like a zumba studio and so i finally got there at like 1 one thirty on saturday and i walked in and i was like what the fuck is about to happen she said, dress comfortably. For me, like jeans and a t shirt and like my what? boots is comfortable. Oh my oh, God, you're an idiot. That's comfortable. You're <laughs> you went
4: to choice. theater school. You know I, that's not what that means.
3: I used to wear that in movie Oh my movie God. He was, idiot. he was wearing
0: closed toed shoes, though. I was. This is all that um, was.
3: Um, and I walked in, yeah, people are in like fucking yoga pants and like there are these fucking jacked, like clearly college athletes, like six foot four basketball players Damn. that are like ready to go. And I was like, oh shit. So basically, what it was was like games of like obstacle courses and like drinking games. <laughs> And we got split into teams and everybody got like a water bottle. Then we had these big coolers and one was filled with like vodka lemonade and one was filled with margaritas. So we we're like drinking all this shit. Long story short, my team, purple team, won the whole damn thing because we brought it and it was great. Nice. Shout out to Wolf Meow. That was our team name. Yeah. For legal reasons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for legal reasons, this is not going to be in the finished podcast. Yeah. The rest is to our viewers. that that's <laughs> oh, <just heard laughs> <a, laughs> yeah. yeah Nah, nah, we're good. We'll we're straight. explain it later. We straight, we straight, we straight. Um. But yeah, and then right now, uh, oh, and I got a new guitar on Monday, so super fucking stoked about that. Nice. So, yeah. Did you get it? Get it? I got it. Got it. It's in my car right now. Go Should've get it, it. Get in, it, my yeah, dude. bro. No, shut the fuck up. How okay. you doing? All right.
0: I'm doing all good. Right. Uh, I I got a camera. You we just need to let a lot all of hair? our
1: listeners know that you have gone from like, to put it in Red Dead terms, he mm-hmm. yeah, was like a, at a seven at the hair and like a six or like <laughs> full beard. beard, yeah, I definitely and lost. now yeah, it's like. Right. Gone. I got Nothing. rid of all of it. Shaven that. in little, in, in cut, little he looks spurts. Good. Thank you. Ladies I appreciate that. And you like your age as
0: well. I, uh, thank you. He does. That, that's the thing. Lot, I got to yeah, start man. auditioning again. And with, beard, hipster, I, <laughs> and with that beard, I could play a hipster. But I. That's it. Yeah. And there's not a huge need because like, you're experience. not old enough or to like, a, play like
3: an older guy. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, yeah. he could play
1: exactly. a young uh, revolutionary soldier. Too. i could yeah <laughs> i got a lot of
0: civil war compliments. they're not making you're a, a niche, lot of those
1: you're a
3: niche circle. actor bro you, you're yeah right very, yeah very
0: particularly very, very <laughs> when those roles come i'm gonna be there Ooh. killing it um yeah, yeah i got a camera i was going to work the other day and i was like oh i'm like 30 minutes early and so i looked up a haircut place because that's how i have to get haircuts i have to be like spur of the moment yeah spur of the moment because if i think about it too much i won't do it um did that when I shaved my beard. It was to make a neck beard video. Um really Which excited I today. Yeah, yeah. That's the, that's the first episode. There's eight more coming. Oh, my oh, God. Um, yeah, so I'm super excited. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling a little tired, but I'm feeling excited for today's pod.
1: I'm oh, very yeah. excited Sweet. for today's pod, too. Speaking of <laughs> the podcast, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> instead of just talking about ourselves, uh, we brought on a very special guest today. Very we special. say
3: we say very special guest. to feel like every podcast, but I'm excited. Very good friend of all of ours here, at the podcast boys. Uh, our guest today is none other than Daniel Ballard. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
5: wait, 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 What's up, everybody? Yeah, hey, hey, shit. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> man, who that? Raging who that? Cajun. Hey.
3: You're crazy for this one, Jay. <laughs> all That's <right. laughs> <laughs> you know, C- a hell of an intro. That's pretty good uh so uh ballard we're gonna call you ballard since i'm daniel you're daniels okay ballard. uh so ballard welcome to the podcast
5: man how you doing i'm doing great man thanks for asking uh welcome to my podcast uh, <laughs> wait what what's up Whoa. is this your
1: podcast Did you just it's my podcast, podcast. Is This my <laughs> podcast
5: it's <laughs> your podcast, podcast. This is my podcast even though it's not my pad it's either, it's a nice that. podcast. But I'm here um, on a casting session. I think <laughs> isn't I that right? It. It's anyway. a podcast, oh. we are advanced session? casters. Is this cast. is advanced What's casting. Happened? Yeah, this a is what? casting
3: three hundred one.
4: I yes. thought I thought you were just doing. You a are awesome the wrong the like, Welcome to my podcast about the Patriots.
1: We <laughs> fucking won. They won the oh, Super Bowl. No. No. No, 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 no. no. Tom
3: Brady's wicked smart. Wicked, wicked smart. smart. Making out his kids so good. Yeah. Uh okay. so, um Ballard, to kind of kick this thing off, I know you uh one reason I think we're all very excited to have you on is because you have a lot of experience in the industry. You've been in the game a long time. Worn a lot of different hats over many, many years. Uh um, wearing one right now. You're we literally right now. wearing a hat right now. What we're trying to say right now is Damn. I'm wearing
5: a uh murdered out um, Houston Astros murdered cap. cap. Bro, it's murdered I mean, out. Oh, it is. Black on black. To clarify me being in the game, it means that I'm just old. We're older yeah, than I was everyone like, I didn't so, want to like, I have a very youthful <laughs> voice, everyone. Yeah. But I'm 87. So Uh, how did you kind of get, like a little
3: background on you, like how did you kind of get started in the industry? Uh,
5: A long time ago, I grew up in um, retail industry uh, during college. 1960s? 1950s. And I needed a Uh, uh, more sustainable job to pay my bills because I was being cut off by my parents, right? And um, so I needed to get into what seemed like a good idea of the restaurant industry because you know, when you're in college, you you're taking classes all day, so you needed a night job. So I started. Uh, I had a friend. You know, it's all about who you know. Word. It's all about who you saying. know in any in, in any, any industry. industry. That's how I got. Yeah. My uh, so I started at this uh, this Cajun restaurant in South Louisiana. In Ooh, what was it called? It's called Lafayette's. <laughs> nah. That's what it's called. Nah, shabber. Um, so I started as a uh, Expo food runner. And I uh, I worked as an expo food runner for about six, seven months um, before I got promoted to be a server.
3: Cool. And then since then, you've been... I know you've done some bartending, but you've mostly been serving for... Uh,
5: yeah, since then, um, just living that server life, uh, got, got brought in to be a bartender several times through, um, through different uh, companies, I guess, and... Um, <clears throat> Uh, bartending was cool. I just, I just, I don't have a preference, one or the other. So, uh, I kind of went back and forth all depending on where I was and who else was around me because I think that, I think they're the same, to be honest with you. I, I serve like a bartender bartending like I serve is no big deal to me. I'm just trying to be myself as much as possible. Try to stay out of that, um, that higher octave when talking to people. You guys oh, oh, hey, yes hey, i do i go? took a second to realize what
3: you're talking about and then like eight servers came to mind i was like they do that they do that they do that no, people, I, I probably do that honestly i do
1: that too I do it but it's not for me out of like insincerity it's just like if i if i don't put on on a little bit the table's gonna be like what's wrong with yeah, this guy because well, i you're naturally pretty like shit.
3: Yeah. right Hey well,
5: guys, That's what welcome. they say about ballet. Like, They're like, what's wrong like, with good. this guy? Yeah, all the time. I mean, my voice is pretty high as if, if I go higher. I mean, it's, I'm like, I can't yeah, I can't imagine.
3: Or like you just do that thing where at the end of every sentence, like
5: you go up, like uh, is there you anything and, else? You Can reflect? I get you
3: anything else? Do you want to try a top sirloin? Say it in a statement, not a question.
5: You want another Pepsi? I was like, hey, we're sitting at this table. And I'm drinking a little coffee. Yeah. People, people do that. No, of course. Yeah, that's, a, that's a
4: classic thing. But I'm saying, Botello, but, but all your examples were literally questions. Yeah, and that's and,
5: how humans Oh, me questions. You're <laughs> <what> you're <laughs> <what> you're <laughs> questions go up at the end.
3: Sorry, I guess I'm just a fucking... Hey, do you idiot. want anyway, some more steak? You're not Why wrong. don't we jump into uh, the first round? Bear, 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 bear. Round one. Glug, glug, glug. First round. Okay, here <laughs> we go. Um, so first thing we're going to talk about today, um, again, going back to Ballard being a, being in the game for a while. Um, damn, so much shade. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm trying you to can't say, not say, I mean, say he's got a lot of experience, he has a lot of experience. It's, it's a, a great, great thing. person to have on the yes, podcast. Thank you run the game. He runs the game. Thank you. Uh, the murdered time. out. So, um, something that we were interested in chatting with you about is, um, like opening a new restaurant. Cause I, I have, I'm the first gig that I actually had was opening a brand new restaurant. Like the first official like restaurant job that I got was for a brand new restaurant down in Orange County. Um, and I know over your time, even with the company that we all work for now, you've opened some restaurants. Um, so I guess just kind of like talking about that, like what's, what's that kind of like to, to start from nowhere, start from ground up.
5: Uh, so I've opened restaurants First off, I've lived in Louisiana, Texas, and California, and I've opened restaurants and different styles of restaurants in all three states. Mm-hmm. Uh, I opened an uh, Italian steakhouse in Louisiana. I opened a Mexican kitchen in Texas. I've opened uh, Buffalo Wild Wings and uh, brew pubs in California. So uh, they're all different um, atmospheres, I guess you could say, and therefore they're all different openings because you're dealing with, you know, you're dealing with the big wigs, the owners, people mm-hmm. like that. And some of those guys want to drink and have a good time and party the whole time, and then other ones are like, "This is fine dining. Don't fuck around. And we're here to make money. You're here to make money. And you know, we want to be nice." Right. Uh, <clears throat> one of the big things that I always think about whenever it comes to opening restaurants, and every single one of them, people get. Uh, really, hire happy, and I guess that's part of the mm-hmm. gig because you gotta, you know, you gotta hire a hundred people because you know that <laughs> some 60 of, them are hours, of them are gonna yeah, leave. Yeah, a lot of them are gonna leave in the first month, two months. You're gonna knock it down, which and you're gonna get down to your, you know, your your crew. actual crew that you know that you really want to stick with and the number you want to stick with. Uh, so you're always working with a bunch of people that. People that want to shine because this this is their, you know, they want to be top dog. So, they want to shine. Although, those type of people are usually the worst. Uh, Those people that are like loud and like, hey, I'm here and and this is what I'm trying to do. And and look at me, look at me, look at me. You know, give me the best shifts, whatever. It's like, look, all you are going to get two tables (laughs) for the the first of mine. Like, like just sit back and do your thing. But uh, that's usually me. I usually just kind of sit back and do my thing and just work hard and not talk a lot. I mean... I mean, sure, it'd be outgoing because you're a server, but other right. than that, it's like don't be showy about it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Plus, you're making these relationships that these people are gonna be gone in a couple months. Yeah, either they're either gonna
5: that be or uh, they're gonna be around with you for a long for a while. time. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> got time to talk to them. Yeah, and and there there's that too. Some of the showy show people do they do they do last. You know, they'll they'll last for years. Uh, so that that's one thing that I that I always think about. Um, the type of people because you're going to get those people at every single opening.
3: Speaking about, again, talking about opening restaurants, you mentioned um, like the different environments, the different vibes. Do you feel, because again, like I look back to when I opened my restaurant and I, our, our thing was definitely like, The company was growing really fast, so the people that were running it were really young, thought they were hot shit, so they definitely were, like, running power moves over us, but then with each other, they were, like, drinking, partying, doing that whole thing, and the environment was just really, really weird, and it... it, The restaurant eventually figured itself out, but we definitely got off to a rocky start, so do you feel, like, in terms of, like, environment or overall, like, vibe, is that more dependent on the employees and them kind of meshing with each other and kind of figuring out their jobs, or is it straight up from the people that are... That are running the company and what what kind of vibe they give like down you know down the ladder to to the people that
5: they're hiring or have just hired. I think it's a combination of both. Uh, I think mainly it, it it comes down to the people, the trainers, the people that are mm-hmm. training the new staff. Sure. And that might be people that are going to be working at that location or people that are hired to travel around with the company and uh, open different locations as they move around um so
2: <laughs> do you
5: guys ever lose your train of thought when you're just talking about something oh yeah all the time i just did all the time uh, <laughs> um
1: so so you ha- did, did you do did you do the traveling corporate training where you went to like different stores too because that's that's the only type of corporate trainer that I've had experience with when I was at Chili's um, a couple times you we would to interact <laughs> with uh, multiple uh, trainers coming from like the official corporate trainers coming to like show us something new or something like that. Also I did a lot of training at my store so they would do like a big trainer meeting where they get everyone together and that's where we would meet like the big wigs and the people in charge of training and then other server trainers that again are touring with them and some of them did like commercials and stuff like that. Um, but did you do that too? Did you travel to like different locations and be like, Hey, this is what you guys are supposed to be doing.
5: Yes. Yeah. yeah. I trained uh, a couple of different locations with, for one company. Uh, and then um, almost did it with a couple other companies, but yeah, uh, you kind of take that. I mean, if you've been doing it for so long, you take that over there and you, you just implement it. A lot of these people that it's funny because when you go to a different location, you uh, you're ending up in this new area that people have no idea what, what you are, who you are, what kind of place you are. So then you got to like introduce everybody to every new thing, you know. Uh, it's funny when you look at, <laughs> when you look at uh, people that work in this industry, uh, you know, and obviously the culture from like a southern culture being from Louisiana and Texas, the culture is very different. Uh, so people are very different. You do tend to get a little bit of older people mm. in the south, that are that are serving tables um and they might be going to school or they might be having a family they, they could be doing all kind of stuff i mean you'll get a range from 18 year olds to 60 year olds you know and uh and you'll get that everywhere but in the south it's kind of like everybody is very much an adult and everybody uh is intelligent to an extent <laughs> in california uh you tend to get a lot of younger people and <laughs> especially and, in like LA. Yes, yeah, sure. especially in LA. Let me tell you, um, after you know, training a couple of different places, opening a couple of different places in Los Angeles area with a bunch of young people, and like I said, that that you know, crazy hiring thing. There's so many idiots out there. <laughs> there's so many like young fools uh, that are out there. Just you know, they don't know anything about life, and they're just like they're like, yeah, I gotta got a job. I came to LA and yeah, big city bright lights. I know how to talk to people. I, yeah. I know how to talk to people. It's like, you can't talk to a fucking rat on the side of the street, <laughs> much less an intelligent person sitting at your table. And in LA, when you're dealing with a bunch of people from all over the world, yeah. chances are they're on vacation. And that means that they have money. So that means they're somewhat successful in some industry. So that means they're somewhat intelligent. Yeah. You know? And now you have this 18 year old, 19 year old, 21 like, year old, you, you know, <laughs> get that highest, higher octave. <laughs> what's up everybody welcome to the wing stop i also feel like
3: when you have younger like especially again opening a restaurant you have younger employees like that i i i have the same thing where it's like oh sweet i got a job bam i'm killing it like can't we start making that money and then it's like oh no like training process is like three weeks and you're like wait what like yeah you're gonna train for three weeks and then we don't open for like another two weeks after that then you're gonna start making money if people start coming in right away and it's like you know i i feel like that happens a lot with with especially like the more corporate, like Nate, you're talking about Chili's and the place where we work too. I know. I don't I don't think it's three weeks, but training when, uh, when you went down to downtown, that was a couple of weeks, right? It was a month long, a it was month actually, long training. Actually, I was there for about a month and a half. Dang. And then even, I know that restaurant got off to like a little bit of a slow start too. They, they took them a while to kind of find their feet. So like talking about young people that are like, Hey, I need a lot of times too. If you're, you know, 18 and you're in los angeles you're probably on your own in some sort of fashion like you need money you know because you're i know you know ton of we're all we're all actors and artists and stuff i can't tell you how many people i know that are like hey man how's it going nice to meet you i'm botella like where are you from like oh yeah I'm, i'm i'm from texas i just got out here like two weeks ago i just got a job and you're like well, you're not gonna make any money for like another month and a half, yeah. bro. So what's your plan? Like, you I know, like you saved up some I hope money you. Had, I hope yeah. Man. It's like no, man. I spent my last dollar to get here, and you're like, have fun training for three and a half weeks, yeah. bro. Like you ever served before? And like nah. You're like okay, <laughs> like so good luck. I, I wanted to ask you, like,
1: I always feel, I always feel like when I'm, you know, when I've trained people, or even just when people come into the restaurant, that first of all, like, there's a vibe that you can tell that some people are either gonna make it in that world or they're not. But specifically with, with like servers, I feel like it's, I, I don't I don't want to say that you can't teach people to serve, but I feel like it's one of those things that some people have the natural ability to learn it and some people uh, don't. Uh, do you, is, has that been your experience training? Like have you ever had someone that no matter how much time you like invest into them, it's just not, serving is just not for them?
5: My biggest takeaway from uh, new employees and old employees, to be honest with you, uh. The reason why people can't serve is because they can't multitask. Mm. I think that's, I think that's, and and, and the thing is, some people still continue to serve. They're just not good at their job. Right. Uh, I think that not only do you get a lot of young people here in California, especially in LA, you get a lot of young people that have never worked before. It's kind of going back to what you were saying, where you know, you get that training, it's going to be three weeks, and they're expecting just to show up and make money because. That's what they think it is, but it's like, yo, you gotta, you gotta train, you gotta work hard, and you can't be lazy, yeah. and these motherfuckers are lazy, <laughs> and that's, and that's and again, that, that goes from any age, but young people, uh, definitely a lot of them don't know what work is. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I definitely believe that. I believe that some people just can't wrap their skills around it. Not, not, I, I don't believe it's a mind thing because, you know, I, I I'll talk trash on people be like, oh yeah, people just aren't intelligent. Although I've seen some people serve that are really not smart yeah. and, and well, they, and they do a great job at their job. You know, they, they do great work and they, and they kill it and make money. And on the same note, I've seen people that just can't wrap their skills around the idea of, I got five things to do right now. So I'm just going to knock it out one by one. But by the time I'm in, by the time I'm done with it, I'm going to have another five things. And I just got to keep rolling with the punches. Mm-hmm. There's some people that just can't wrap yeah, their heads around that or their, yeah, or their skills that get super overwhelmed. And that, you can't teach that. You can't teach yeah. someone, hey, stress don't baggage. get overwhelmed. You know, control your own stress levels and just, hey, be the tortoise in this. Get a steady pace and just pop, pop, pop. Yeah. And just keep on that same pace. Some people just can't do that no matter how good they're not good they are. And I think that's the biggest thing that makes someone not a good server because once you start doing that, if you can't handle that many things to do, well then you can't handle that many tables. You sure. Know? When yeah.
0: when you're opening a restaurant, do you tell them that? Like, do you start to notice that, and are you like, "Hey, you gotta you gotta work on this"?
5: Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I'm. Like think, how think, like how
0: honest are you with these people is what <laughs> I'm
5: wondering. I think I'm, I think I'm pretty honest with people uh especially as I do get older and in this industry um I've been working in this industry for uh 15 years now and in the past I would say 5 years I've gotten to the point where um I'm I'm my my skin's a little tougher and my my um my fuse is a little bit shorter when it comes to people and their lack of skill or their or their lack of uh, commitment to work on that skill and get better. Mm-hmm. They just look at it and they go, Oh, that's it. And like I said, like some things you can't train people to do, you can just tell them. You just got to tell them, hey, you're not good at this and you need to be better. <laughs> I uh, There's nothing, I, I mean, you can watch me. I'll lead by example and I'll do everything that, that I think you should be doing. And you can take it or leave it, but like I said, you know, you can't control, you can't control that stress level or, or that overwhelming feeling that you get. I, uh, I don't think you can. I mean, no. Okay. I mean, unless unless you go wussa in the closet. I mean, I don't know. You're gonna go hang <laughs> I mean, out in the mop closet and wussa a little bit and drink a beer on the shift and get fired. I don't know, man. <laughs> in my
4: in my sort of contrarian mood that I'm in today, I'm gonna push back a little bit. I think that you can. Teach people if they're willing to learn, like it is a s- acquired skill that one can work on as far as managing those levels and learning how to push through the uh when things start to build up, and, like what you're talking about, where you just take one thing ahead at a time, like one one thing at a time rather. Like I remember uh, at my last job, it was counter service, and when you, and it was very popular. Like we we'd get huge lines, and in you'd look and be like, Jesus, like this is gonna suck. But it's all about just like when there's a person in front of you just be with that person yeah
3: and then ship away and
4: then you know and and like don't think about the like 70 people in line just do, like be with that person be honest cuz there, there was a company that was very uh they they were strong on like customer service and being like service with a smile all that kind of stuff hospitality um so i think that that is something that if it, like it there has to be some uh reciprocity in the relationship
1: yeah well, i i definitely think that there is there's is different like, like B- B- Ballard said, like it's about multitasking. Really, in the day, you have this list of tasks that you need to accomplish, and there's not a million, but a couple different ways that you can do that. A diff- couple different serving styles, so to speak. That being said, I, I personally, hearing you say that, I, I don't think that we should. I think it's irresponsible to uh, bend, for lack of a term, to people like that who are going to be unable to properly multitask and do the job, I don't know, efficiently or do like, you, do you say that uh, because well eventually like, the
3: other people are going to have to pick up that slack? Is that yeah, what you're kind of exactly. trying to in because,
1: because in the reality in a restaurant, yes, that person can still, you know, get their job done technically, but uh, somebody else is going to have to pick up the slack of getting their table ranch
4: and mm-hmm. getting them well, refills. Of course, but, so, but right. I, I, I would say I'm a better server now than I was when I first started serving. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. So too. to say, that, say that, that there's too. no growth, to say that there's no possibility of growth. No.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, that, but, I'm not trying to say that there isn't, but I, I don't think that it's, I think in some people it's worth investing more in than others is what I'm saying.
5: But what we're talking about here is we're talking about training. You're talking about practice. Now, well, I can. Hmm. Now, now, we. Talk now, about talking about practice. Practice? We talking about now, games. Now, now, we sit here and talk about, hey, you're going to train for three weeks. And we're like, holy shit, that's a long time. But what you're talking about is practice. I can't train someone to better multitask. I can tell them to it. But no restaurant in the world is going to say, hey, we're going to give you two tables or three tables for the next two months or three months for you to just practice and get no. better at this. And, and you're right the more practice you get and like you say, like we're all better than when we started. That's just that's just doing it over and over and figuring it out on your own. But in that time, no one's there, uh, no one's there training you. No one's there coaching you, you know, and that's and that's that's the difference. If I'm sitting there training a new hire for a restaurant they'd never even heard of, mm-hmm. and I'm training them and they and they're not good at this at at the multitasking, I can tell them <laughs> and get better at it. Uh, but I can't sit there and train them because well, also I'm training a hundred different people, and then whenever it's done, said, and done, if I work at that same location, I can kind of keep an eye on them. But hey, I'm I'm working. You're trying to make your own money. At that right, point, right, I'm not right, a trainer right. anymore in the sense that like I'm not going to put all my attention into you. I'm going to put my attention to my own job and make my own money. And it's now it's up to them to get the practice. But if they don't mentally make that shift of saying, okay, I know where my flaws are and I know where I need to get better at. So I'm gonna start making mental notes and practicing the same thing over and over, and so I can get better and better. Well, then they never will. Yeah, and right. that's and and that's a difference between you know. Again, you're you you almost get, you could say that as a trainer, you tell the managers to watch over them. But I mean, yeah, we, uh, managers don't have time right, to do right. any of that stuff. Well, that's either. The thing. It sounds no, like knows. it sounds
3: like there is a little bit too of like uh, like what you mentioned of like kind of trying to keep an eye on them. It sounds like you do have some sort of like responsibility not might not be the best word but you feel some sort of uh you still feel some sort of like weird ownership or responsibility to kind of still help that person out even after you're done training them would you would you agree with that it's easy to just say because usually, like when you trade someone or when anybody, you get a new job or you train whatever, and then there's some some sort of benchmark, whether it's a test or well, I don't know. Our place called like a practical, and then after that, it's like cool. Training wheels are off. Like welcome to the welcome to the club. Like you're gonna start off with like two or three shifts a week, and probably not the best shifts, but like you're a server now, you know. So then you then as a head trainer, do you still do? You, I mean. Obviously if that person came to you with a question, I'm sure you would answer for them, but how much how much responsibility basically do you feel
5: still over that person? I think you still feel that you you definitely still feel a responsibility. I mean I still feel a responsibility over everyone that I work with. I mean it's going back to what, what Nate was saying, you do have to pick up Slack mm-hmm. and, and I'm and I'm a super, you know, team mentality kind of guy, girl playing sports, and I look at everything the same way. If you're working with an ensemble of people and you're working with a crew at a restaurant that is your team, and it, and it is that, you're all trying to accomplish a goal on your own, and then therefore, as a team, you definitely help each other accomplish each other's goal in a better way. Mm-hmm. The better everyone works around me, the more money I'm going to make. Sure, and, and, and then. vice versa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if someone's not, not doing their job right, and we're trying to pick up slack, you know, And I'm looking at that person and I know that I trained them. I'm like, oh, yep, I I do feel there is a little responsibility. The same way there's responsibility as if one of you were doing the same thing. I still feel responsibility to say, hey, come on, like pick it up, like get on our level. Sure. Uh, Although, on the same note, I've seen people that I work with today that I trained and it's months after they started serving. And I look over at them and I go, oh, man, I trained them two months ago. And I haven't, like, I haven't observed their serving uh-huh. since. I just, I trained them. A manager gave the approval. I gave the approval, and we let them go. Yeah. And I think to myself, I need to go observe them. I need to go watch to see what they're doing to make sure that they picked up what, I, what I'm laying down. Right. And then the shift goes by. It's the end of the shift. I see that person, and I go, oh, shit, I never observed yeah. them i <laughs> yeah. Because, I'm, again, I'm doing my own job. Right, and right, then right. I think to myself, oh, I'll do it next time. But then a month goes by, and I go, oh, man, I really need to observe them again. I need to go make sure they're doing their job did you train so, all of
3: us um, yeah me.
5: shit yeah. you <laughs> did you definitely did train all oh, four of us
3: That's at the place hilarious. we work at. <laughs> That's I mean, bloody. there's like, but
4: uh, the place we work, there's like three people that. Train. I mean, I've been the, the only lead trainer for yet. years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. with dad right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, was,
3: was were you the <laughs> very, were you the first were you the first trainer for all of us? You were my first trainer. He's <laughs> my first trainer. First trainer? No, Sam done, you, you don't no. remember? No, I don't been here three or four years. You forget the first, bro? I never forget my first, bro. Jesus. Anyway, I think I was going to weirdly well, no. say her name. Like, why would I do that? Anyway, going back to what you're saying though. I'm curious between there's, do you think there's a difference? Cause again, going back to then training and also opening a restaurant, where's the difference or what is there a line between feeling that responsibility or feeling pressure? Cause I feel like there'd be a difference between feeling responsibility. Like, Hey, I tried to help this person because you know, I'm trying to help them do their job. That's my job. I hope they succeed. Go get them tiger. As opposed to do you ever feel like, but if they don't succeed or if they fuck up or if they quit, you know, say they, they walk out in the middle of a shift, like, like, Is that somehow going to come back on me, especially when you're opening a restaurant? Because you're training all these people at the same time from scratch. You know what I mean? And it's all for the purpose of opening this brand new shiny restaurant. You got people relying on you. You were brought in to train and get all these people on the same page and and do their job from the get-go. Do you ever feel any sort of pressure like along with that to, to... You know, if they succeed or not, do you feel like that's ever going to come back on you at all?
5: No, I believe that I'm good at my job and I'm good at training people. And and the things that I'm going to be giving these people and the knowledge I'm going to be giving and the training of it and the skills that I'm that I'm trying to pass on. And I'm going to do it. You know, I used to be a teacher, so I believe the better teachers are going to understand each individual's way of learning. Now, when you have 100 people in the room, you're going to figure out so much you know and not so much uh when it comes to each individual because you're trying to learn everybody and you're trying to learn each ever each person's way of learning on the same note so i'm gonna use that i'm gonna put everything i can into the training of it but guys i mean how old do you have to be to serve alcohol in california 18
3: 21 i think no you know,
5: 18 18 really? yeah. yeah you don't have to be 21 to you serve be 21 alcohol. yeah 18 well, guess what S- starting at 18 you're an adult and if you can't take what i'm giving you and and apply it to a job after a trainer is giving you all this information and all these things to do and all this stuff that's when my feeling of pressure goes right out the window because if you're an adult and you came here on your own and you filled out an application and you got hired as an adult well then show me that you actually want to want this job you want to keep this job and you want to be good yeah not even the best, but some somewhat good at the job because
3: whoever hired you is is hiring you with the assumption that like, hey if like if I'm the manager and I hire you Ballard, I'm hiring you with the assumption of like I'm gonna treat you like an adult I I trust you enough to hire you, therefore I trust you enough to treat you like an adult so you're trusting that person to, and I, har- also like just and and I hired like
0: you because I think you're going to be at least good. Yeah, you're going to be competent great. in yeah. some
3: way to do this job, yeah. or you just know it. how to interview well, or, or you, are a you lot just I of don't people. have an interview. Well, well, but even that.
0: someone interviewing well, they interviewed well, and they showed you that they were
4: going to be a good employee.
1: No, <laughs> is it seriously? Yeah. That's not, not twenty-one. It's eighteen. It's eighteen. Yeah, because
4: I swear to God, I've had a manager. I once had a manager who was nineteen, and we served beer, and she couldn't
3: serve it. Bro, you got hustled. I guess. <laughs> She's She's like, like, Can someone looked that up because <laughs> no, I was 18. It's for sure 18. Okay. I don't know about that. I was not 21 years. when I got my first restaurant job and I was running beers. Yeah. That was illegal. You were breaking the law. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out um, to the so so mommy. We're going gonna to do more, we're gonna have
4: to do more, uh, you know, cutting out your talk yeah, you sorry, see? this is like uh, literally actually, like the fire documentary like, we <laughs> uh, we're gonna
1: collect that it, no it says in a restaurant in, in a restaurant 21 <laughs> no 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 no, no, no. in God a bona fide 18 <laughs> can i let me talk <laughs> why in a public Mate. in a public eating place persons age 18 or older may serve alcohol in an area primarily designed and used for the sale of service or for food consumption on the premises as an incidental part of their for food for consumption on premises at, so if a restaurant. if it's a food place <laughs> and they just happen to sell beer they can run 18 so yeah. if it's a restaurant yes if but it's if a it's bar, a bar no. or or even if it's like a a cocktail or a lounge like a wine, but that's why a lot of bars will be, be like
3: throwing. hey we can you can get like fries and wings you know what I mean? Like they—that sounds, they like, uh, right. sounds like that
1: sounds like I that sounds. I feel like that's exactly the place where you would need to be 21.
3: Yeah. Not they surf. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Hey, you all doubted me on the 18. We looked it up. It was 18. You. I'm telling you that that is a large reason why. Actually, a lot of, I didn't doubt you. A, I said it was 18. A lot of so dive a bars a that martyr. I've been to Jesus. have a very very I was very serving before I was 21. A food man. Welcome to Crosstalk.
5: I mean, back to the original point was you're still you're you're an adult. Yes. I don't feel responsible.
3: We all just behaved like adults. I don't feel <laughs> pressured
5: uh, if that person's not going to be good at their job after I've given them the tools to be good at their so job. If I gave you a piece of paper and a pencil and I showed you how to draw a circle and you drew a fucking triangle and I'm like, well, <laughs> this guy's a lost cause. <laughs> See you later. Like, not my fault. I showed you, you how to do right it ahead. and I gave you the tools to do it. See you later. So it's easy for you to go training wheels.
3: Dust the hands off like you're on your own now.
5: Yeah. I mean, and and again, going back, if they're working with me and they're beside me and they're my teammate. Guys, I just air quoted. I was going to say. I just air quoted for the listeners. Teammate. Audio Uh, (laughs) media. Then then I want them to be better. But if I am training a location and I'm leaving that location, it's it's not my responsibility anymore. My responsibility was do exactly what I did while I was there and then I'm out so my question to kind of like wrap this up
1: is um, do you if someone were to say like oh I'm considering a lead trainer position uh, at
3: my door it's, like, anyway, keep going. It might, it's oh probably my the neighbor God. sorry I forgot I had a neighbor I didn't ah. want to walk in in the middle of Nate's question well next time been, we let it, it, it happen funny. <laughs> high tops or low tops
1: Um, what was my question
5: Consider no, trainer if someone was considering someone was
1: considering the position based on your experience would you or like to to like position to open a, a store kind of a thing would you would you recommend that experience would you would you say just stick going to try to make some money someplace like how would you summarize that
5: I can't recommend the experience to anybody else uh, unless I talk to them individually i I do it all for personal decisions not as a Not considering really anyone else or the company that I work for, I do it you know I'll open a new place uh to get a break in the
3: uh in the know, monotony in
5: the in the in the in the routine of my life just do something that's different um i I train people especially that I work with because uh I'd rather have an opportunity to make them better and make them the best that they can be rather than giving that opportunity to someone else that I don't think they're going to do a, a good enough job. So, you know, and, and at the end of the day, you know, I I, I enjoy getting to know people and, and teaching people something new, especially when they want to learn it and they want to be good at it. That's all, all that being said, that's not for everybody. Yeah. Some people love their routine. Some people don't like teaching people. Some people don't have the patience for it. Uh, there's so many reasons why, why someone should never be a trainer or a lead trainer or go to another location to train people for the, for a new company. Uh, it's, you know, I've, I've seen other trainers do it and don't, and don't care. You know they don't feel responsibility or pressure they're just like, "Yeah, this is just a job, no, no big deal, whatever and, it's, and that's the same kind of laziness I was talking about earlier. like this job is potentially the, well, you know, one of the easiest jobs in the world, Word. and because of that, you get a lot of people that that really do slack and, and are really lazy with it, yeah. you know and that whenever you're working in a smaller place, that affects, that affects a lot of people around you. Great. word! Wonderful, long-winded summary.
3: <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: and on that uh, wonderful note, we're going to take a short break to visit our sponsors. Um, please stay with us. We'll be right back.
4: This week's episode of the 86th No Filter Podcast is brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. Subscribe to Dollar Shave Club and we'll shave one dollar off every tip you put down for some dumbass reason. Like, oh, the water was too cold or the server didn't smile when they brought us our fourth side of ranch. And those tips go right back into your bank account so you can really make something of of your life, you middle management, two vacations a year, Beamer driving piece of shit. I hope you're happy. I hope you're happy out there. Dollar Shave Club.
3: A shitty way to stiff. Welcome back to the 86 No Filter Podcast. <laughs> uh, we are going to move on with our lovely guest here, Mr. Daniel Ballard. Uh, guys, it's time for another round. Oh, <laughs> hey. another round.
5: round four.
3: <laughs> anyway, so
0: one more beer, my sir. Uh, oh, my so sir, my good sir.
3: The uh, kind of other thing that um, we wanted to chat with you about my dude is just the industry in general. Again, because of, of your experience and like you talked, or like you mentioned earlier, um, you've worked in multiple states, uh, multiple types or levels of uh, restaurants. I mean, you've worn a lot of hats of different positions, busser, food runner, expo, server, bartender, trainer, all that kind of good stuff. Um, so I'm really curious just in general to kind of open this up, how – in what ways has the restaurant industry changed since you started? And looking back, looking back then, as opposed to where we are now,
5: I would say the biggest way the industry have cha- has changed has come down to the food. The food mm-hmm. is changing. The types of food are changing. The uh, when to d- in today's um, population of uh, specific cultural uh, age groups a lot of people want healthier food mm-hmm. and then therefore menus are changing across the board uh, allergies are becoming more and more relevant. And you just b-
3: say allergies as Sam sneeze. That's fucking <laughs> yeah. perfect. No, that perfect.
1: was, uh, <laughs> that was <a> either <laughs> way. Oh, was like oh my God. We did
5: that in
3: post production.
1: Don't, <laughs> don't make five of <laughs> that yeah, I have taste. of <laughs> <that was> Beautiful.
5: <laughs> uh so uh and and you know with technology and, and new medicines and stuff like that, you know, I know, I know a lot of people out there, <laughs> especially if you listen to this podcast, you know gluten is a fucking shit show <laughs> and uh and apparently it make you poop, apparently, it's a real thing. I don't have any experience with it, so I just take people's word for it at least you know, so I can get a better tip no big deal. word word uh so apparently. sorry. Apparently, you know, with, um, apparently, apparently, apparently so we sell. never, never so walk
0: down the street and basically,
5: uh, um, you know, doctors and are, are, are giving people these allergies or are are, are are telling people, <laughs> giving, they're, they're giving them the uh, a diagnosis the vaccines, on, so. on allergies. Uh, oh, yeah. so, so then therefore these people, you know, they can't have this or that and that and this, uh, people that are allergic to things. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it just
3: sounds like basically what you're trying to say is that you think the gluten-free thing is horseshit. Exactly. <laughs> but you don't have to thing. answer yes or no to that. I just no, well, doctors so, so, are so anyway, giving people these. So
5: anyway, uh, so so one of the biggest things for the restaurants that are, that are remaining opened and that are still here are changing their menus
3: mm-hmm. uh,
5: and adding and subtracting things uh, to make it more healthy, more healthy options on the menus. And... Um, I think that's that's one of the biggest things you're going to take away uh, from any restaurant. Now, after that, one of the other major, major things that you're going to start seeing, or we're seeing now, we've been seeing the last two, three years, is the lack of full-service restaurants. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're starting to see some of these major chains um, end up with... uh, Different kind of um, pads on the table, yeah, like, the like tablets iPads, the, tablets. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. So tablets on the table. You know, they want to uh, give the the guest more power, and then therefore take away uh, all take away work from the server. Let's say. So yeah, so. so whenever whenever server supposed to have five tables, you're gonna go into a restaurant now, and they're gonna have 20 tables because every table is gonna have its own tablet, and then therefore the guest can order its own thing without the server giving you the full service that is <laughs> that you're supposed to be getting yeah. at a full service restaurant even though so now it's technically not a full service restaurant yeah but also i mean there's
1: two things there because the places that do that f- full service is is very uh, uh generous <laughs> generous to is is uh, to describe them uh ju- i think not every restaurant that is a sit down Table service restaurant is a full service restaurant, um, especially now, like you said. But what I was going to say is to comment on the computer things. Yes, Chili's. While I was at Chili's, we went from you know regular checks to having the Ziosks, which is they knock off Android tablets on the end of the compute on the tables on you every table Apple? to run <laughs> to iPads? run payment. We're an Android family. It also brought in surveys, which is when they started posting everybody's score results every week to for like rankings of oh like because there's a survey at the end which has a number score right and all and so it it got pretty scary there near the end you definitely felt like I never had felt more like a number there like big brothers it, brothers like even though it was court it was very corporate and like this was the way that things were done it still to be honest felt like a really big family the way that they ran it you know it is it's a, a southern company they're very kind to the people that work for them for the most part Um, but the transition through the years, you know, how long that I had been there, I started to see a change. And even then in the way that they schedule and like the way that they, when they restructured, how they train servers to serve, they have, uh, 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 it's basically team service is what they call it. Because the idea is that you don't have a section, you and another server have a section and their tables are your tables. You don't tip share, but. Like, if their tables need something, you're supposed to help them out. Yeah, Just like they're supposed to help sense. your tables out.
3: That makes no sense. Also, like, it,
1: in terms of, like, it, like you, bu- and, and it may have changed since I haven't been there for a while now. It may, it's definitely changed at least a little bit. They, Chili's they employees, right in. Tell lot. us what it's like. Tell us what's, what's going up. down over there uh, at 86 no But it, it was definitely a big shift. And we got a lot of people complaining, especially in that area. We got a lot of elderly customers and they were not happy about the computer. They didn't even want to try it. A lot, we had a lot of people that would like turn it away because they were scared that the camera was <laughs> watching them. Yo, I, I had a crazy that. guy that came would always come in like he put t- a piece of tape. This is a whole nother story. But yeah. But he basically started bringing like a cardboard thing with him to put on top That's of it. That's amazing. Yeah.
3: What I don't understand and I, and, I, and I mean Ballard anybody feel free to jump on this is like, like that type of shit or like the secret shop thing like the place we work. We have six fucking shops a month. Like, when did it, and maybe Ballard can speak to this is the best, when did that become so much of a fucking necessity to monitor your employees to that degree? Like, I get, like, aren't we all in the same boat? Like, in, in terms of, like, the well, employees of a company, aren't we all different. looking to get, it's not. Because it's all, like you said, it's all about giving the guest power or whatever. It's about the guest experience. It's about the, because now you have things like Yelp. It's just, there's so much focus on, I feel like it's so desperate. This like clawing thing. Yeah. Like, are you well, having a good time? Are you having a good time? Yeah. It's like, wasn't that always the goal? Wasn't yeah, we were it always trying a time. about the thing 40 is, years ago, weren't you trying to give people a now, good dining now experience? Now we have the internet are competition. just competition. about it, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And like, rev- where did that come from? Yeah, I don't understand reviews, the security of like, because if you feel that strongly about it, or if you're that worried about it, like, so so basically, what I feel, like speaking about our company in general, I've always wondered like. Are you that fucking insecure in who you're hiring? Like, be better at hiring people. It's like, not.
1: It's not about us. It's about the perception. It's not. It's really like that. This is just a means of them applying some type of control to a situation of which they otherwise have no control. Like we a can. We box. can all do exactly. We can all do how they exactly what they trained us to do in the best of our ability, and there will still be someone who will come in and be upset in some way and somebody will fail a shop it it has happened before it will happen this is we're talking about perception right so what what you're talking about where this came from is the rise of the internet and yelp and reviews and this idea that everybody's opinion matters and that Mm -hmm. every guest if we if we don't give them what they want, they're going to take to Twitter and blast us, or they're right. going to write us a scathing report, and then we're going to lose points, and then people aren't going to come to our
3: restaurant. I and we're think gonna lose money. you're. I think there's definitely merit to that, but where I where I again I'm pulling a salmon, being very contrarian. I disagree in that a little bit because then why like and again I'm I can only really speak for our company, but then if it's really just about that, then I don't see why that a specific employee would be fired for failing a shop. Because that guest is not going to come back and go, wait, so-and-so, this motherfucker still works here? Now I'm not coming in. You know because, what I mean? Yeah. It's about their experience with the company. Yeah, the server's a part of that. But then why is a specific server getting fired because of uh, a, a bad experience with a specific table? I have failed a shop at our company. I can for sure say that, and it wasn't even because of like a bad, bad experience. It's because I just was busy and didn't hit my steps of service. That was on me. But with every other table that I had, they had a good experience from what I could tell. You know what I mean? So if I would have failed that shop and they would have fired me, I'm basically getting fired because two people didn't have a good lunch when all my other customers had a fine
4: lunch. I think, you, I think that you are conflating the idea that it's about individual servers when it actually has nothing to do with individual servers. It's about the company looking out for like our, our company is a brand. Right. They sell beer. They're, they have brew pubs. There we go. <laughs> Shout outs to Golden Road. Um, that's, not <laughs> not how we work. Them, that's not not sponsored uh, unless they want not to be. A sponsor, we're not sponsored uh, them. <laughs> but it's 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 a way for them to protect their brand. Now if they I don't necessarily agree that like every all our steps of service are necessary sure. or even good at like but it's not about protecting the guest experience, and it's not about trying to find, you know, it's not about trying to single out servers. It's about them trying to protect their brand. So if they have decided that they want to be branded in a certain way, then it's important for them, from their point of view, to understand if there are servers that aren't towing the line. It's not them, like, it's not a witch hunt trying to find the ones that aren't giving their guests a bad time. I don't even think it's about the guest experience in a traditional sense. It's about them in, you know, on the corporate side saying, what do we want the guest experience to be? How can we craft that to further our brand? Right. And that's what I'm saying. And so having then, the servers, they, they like, it's have not to a, hit certain steps. Yeah. And, yeah, exactly. And, I, Nails and that down. I
3: understand that. I definitely understand like steps of service in general. And then I also understand like each company having different specific ones for like what they want. Yeah. But I think going off your point, then I'm saying, if a server messes quote unquote, as a general term, messes up, fucks up, whatever, I definitely understand like some sort of punishment or some sort of repercussion for that. But to the point that they that you're now laying them off, you're now taking their job away. You really feel like an individual well, server can damage your brand to that point. The people yes. that have lost their jobs,
4: that. the people that have lost their jobs to the secret shop, have have been two 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 different things have happened. Either they've failed multiple shops mm-hmm. in a short amount of time, which sure. means they clearly don't care about. Not,
3: not true at all. I hundred percent disagree with that. Shit, fucking happens, dude. No,
4: I know, but if you if you know you're on s- double secret probation and you f- like, then we're going back to like, how good a server are you?
3: I I don't know. Yeah. I mean,
4: like, I, I don't. I, I'm not saying I agree with it, but I'm like, from their point of yes. view, like, if you can't execute what they're hiring you to execute, why are you still there? That's what I'm or saying. Or two, I don't. I don't If don't you, agree get, with if you it, fail but... a shop and then they're like, hey, you need to retrain, and you're like, I don't really like care, then also. Why are you still there? Sure, in?
5: that f- obviously the latter. I definitely agree with Bowler. So, you were going to yeah. say something. Jump in here. Well, I mean, it also goes to the point where uh, there's there's several things I want to say, but right now, just based on this, um, it, it goes to the point where if you mess up once, no matter how busy you are, and and you mess up again immediately, and you, you know you want to disagree with the idea of look, then you obviously don't care about what you're doing. There are so many other server jobs in this city they don't require this shit word so if you want to work at this spot that's uh, that's a uh, that's what you have to do
1: yeah sure and it's like if that you don't even... want to do that shit Go get a, a job
5: somewhere else. There's a different
1: little thing that you have to do everywhere that you go. That's something that they will specifically want right. you to do. Right. I think
3: the general point, I mean, we went down the rabbit hole of like talking about our place because I have very strong feelings about the spot yeah, where apparently. we Apparently. Everybody fucking, I think anybody who's I ever worked a shift with me knows I have strong I don't feelings disagree about. with you. But like, I think the yeah. bigger point that I was talking about is it is, it's not just our place. There are other restaurants that have secret, secret shops. There are other restaurants that have very, very strict guidelines. And And I feel like also, again, if you want to get into the whole like, strict guidelines, I think that that will, it all depends on what type of fucking restaurant. If you're a fucking three Michelin star, you get to go do this, and if you don't fucking do that, you're gone today. You're gone now. With the fucking level of the dining experience that our spot is, and that general spots that, that I, I know about, I feel like there's a little bit of a disconnect, and I feel like, I. my question is I don't understand how we got here. I don't understand how it became such an insecure okay. thing about, like when about did this start trusting happening? yourself to give a good well, guest okay. experience so
4: here's my answer and I'll go very quickly because I uh, Ballard wants to speak too. but it's 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 corporate it's it's you take you have restaurant groups or corporations that are creating these guidelines these creating these steps of service because like th- that is how you that is how you get money from investors that is how you make a business plan you say this is what we do this is how we're going to ma- ensure that this is what happens it's about giving that consistent service so investors and and everyone you know makes tons of money at the top mm-hmm. if you have a mom and pop they're probably not going to do secret shoppers because the owners are there they right. can see the shit but when you when you're talking about a corporate ladder and people are making these guidelines who may have never worked in a restaurant before
3: right yeah but haven't there always been haven't there always been corporations and restaurant groups and chain restaurants 40 yeah, years but ago? Numbers yeah, but not, and stats
1: but yeah, and ways. D- there's more data now. And again, this is, this is what I'm trying to tell you. The root of this, it, it, the idea of a brand and like what that stood for meant a lot more before everybody had the internet and everybody could go home and say, I had a bad time three stars which then aggregates over a thousand reviews to bring your five-star restaurant down a star right so once things like that start to corporate each one of those little numbers that matters more now than it has in the past so the industry had to adapt exactly and that's and i I do want to say too just to go back to the zeos thing I don't think that in, in integrating you know, all of our new technology into the workplace is necessarily a bad thing. I don't think a computer on the table is the way to do it, but the places where the server has the, the tab so they can ring stuff yeah, in and run like the card on days. them, yeah. hell yeah, because you, mm-hmm. you're still serving, you're doing experience, but now you don't have to run all the way around the restaurant or wait to use a computer. Like Stuff like that that streamlines stuff, mm-hmm. I
5: am all for that.
1: You won't mess e- up orders as easily too because yeah, you're, like you're checking, checking it, right yeah, you're it right there. Yeah, because you're taking it
5: right there. One thing you also won't do is make as much money as a Word. server. Mm-hmm. If I have a tablet on my table, most of the time I don't even mess with it. To be honest with you, I want my server to come talk to me and like hang out or at least like serve me, give me the full service. Now, if I look around and they do have the entire restaurant by themselves and they don't have time, well, then I start messing with it. Then I'm like, well, then I'm going to take care of myself. But by me taking care of myself, look, I, I believe in giving money giving money to people that's owed. For the work that they're doing now, if I order everything off of, off a tablet at my table, and I see a food runner, two or three food runners, or two or three people walk up and hand me something, a drink or a food, any kind of item, and then my server comes back around and goes, "Oh, I see you got everything, man. You're doing, all right, core. You guys need anything?" I'm like, "Nah, we're good." Walks off, and then comes to check with me ten minutes later, and I'm like, "Nah, I'm so good." Well, guess what, man? Look, I'm a huge advocate for hey, tip twenty percent. Cause that server is working their ass off and they don't, a lot of places they don't make minimum wage. Like, like, you know, and you're, you're taxed on your tips. So tip on 20%. That's, that's your main income is your tips.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: I'm not going to tip you. If all you're doing is coming by and checking on me. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, like I'll, I'll, I'll give you a little bit. Absolutely. But here's the thing. If I was doing that, if I was coming in and checking on someone and all they kept doing is ordering off that thing. And I just literally came by and said, you guys doing okay. And then I dropped the check at the end. Then I don't want you to tip me that much.
2: Word. That's true. Yeah, the one I'm
5: not I'm not being a hypocrite about it. Like, tip me for the work I'm doing. If I'm busting my ass for you, tip me money. And yeah. and every place I've ever worked for, full service. I give you everything. I give you from from the from the water you get, from the greet you get from when you first sit in, to all your drinks and all your foods and your check at the end and the good service and the hospitality. I'm doing it all for every table, and I and and I honestly I, I expect to get paid for the job that I'm doing and that I'm doing well. So yeah, for the when it comes to that, yes, to to not have to run around as much and do all the stuff, that's great. And and if you have it on your hip and you're doing it, well that's different. You're still running around doing stuff. Yeah. But if it's on the table, well as a server, because that's at the end of the day, this is a podcast about us and being right. servers and like that that's what I'm like ooh well I want to say it, like for the sake of clarity
1: that you couldn't you can't order I, I don't know maybe now you can the only the only thing you could order from the tablets was refills on drinks you've already ordered oh, so you couldn't yeah. order any food or anything like that you could look at the menu and again I I have to be honest like one of the things that they said would happen is we would make more in tips because the suggested tip percentage it goes to like 18 there's like a slider mm-hmm. it starts at 18 and then people have to like physically slide it down which of course some people do you see some sure tables furiously going all the <laughs> way down to zero um but for the most part i did make more in tips granted i was taxed on it because it was mostly credit card tips but i did make more in tips so i have to be honest
0: i went to is applebee's and chilies are they almost the same thing yes they're You're on
5: the same, same tier they're on well at least that yeah applebee's. they're both delicious what'd you say said, so, yeah, they're both delicious. They're both delicious. Well, yes. what's I on. went to an
0: Applebee's not too long ago, and um, Good for you. you could order everything. You could order
5: the yeah, drinks. Same, you could order the food. Same thing, at, Applebee's same thing is at Outback. No, 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 Outback does it too.
3: Uh, all I, I can only – this is my whatever – I've, Applebee's is fucking drowning, bro.
5: Applebee's is doing oh, shit yeah.
3: like $1 margaritas oh, for the, yeah. been the, the for year years. of 2019. Yo, like, Applebee's, Applebee's is doing anything that fucking I went can. there and they were terrible. Oh, we're, we're shout not, out hey, to Applebee's. We, have, we, Good haven't luck. Even, <laughs> we haven't even
5: started talking about what's happening in the industry yet. That's what I'm saying. We haven't got to that point. I mean, I don't know if y'all want to get I to mean, it now. Yeah, I, think I feel like that
4: counts as a transition. I feel like we're
5: there. Like, I mean, we're talking about new
3: technology and some people or some places are incorporating it in a good way. Some people are, some places are incorporating it in a not so good way or not so streamlined way. Like, cause what, what I wanted to ask you, Ballard talking about what, what you were, what you were mentioning with the, with the thing on the table and like Kyle brought up like Applebee's was a fucking one-stop shop. You do everything you need to do on that tablet. What if I, cause I'm, I'm very similar to you. Like I like full service places. I like hanging out with the server, like whatever, hang talking about bullshit. I like the whole deal. So if the industry continues to go the way that it kind of seems like it's going, what if in what, what would I hypothetically, what would I, what would you say to me if in 20 years, 95% of places like Chili's Applebee's, the place we work, BJ's yard house, all that they've gone more towards, but I they've gone more towards like a technological whatever, but I want to go find a full service restaurant like that. Like what, what, What would you do in that situation?
4: I, 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 well, actually you you, you can go ahead. I have opinions about this,
3: but,
5: uh, I think you're, you're always full service restaurants are not going to become obsolete. They're always going to be around no matter what any mom and pop shops. Now the main, the big, big chains are shutting down hundreds, not all of them, but some of them are shutting down hundreds of locations. Mm -hmm. A year, yeah. In the past past two years, three years, some of the biggest chains have shut down. Like, like like you're saying, Applebee's for sure, Outback, uh, even the smaller ones like Subway. Subway, Subway has more locations than any other fast food restaurant in the U.S. has more locations. In 2017, no, 2000, yeah, 2017, they shut down 800 last year. In 2018, they shut down 500. Dang, you're talking, you're talking 1,300 locations in within a two year span. People are shutting things down, and part of that reason is because of everything's going up your minimum wage is going up across the entire. US now California is is like tied or almost tied with one of the top it like will be five like it's like it us for randomly Tom. Massachusetts uh <laughs> Maine Washington Washington DC like we're all the ones that are like up there like twelve dollars Well, la like county
3: is ahead like where we live in la County
5: and la County is or la city even
3: there's la if, if I'm correct don't fact check me too hard on this I'm pretty sure that LA City is higher Right now is like a one step ahead of the curve than LA County is and LA County is like a half step ahead of the curve of the rest of California because they like right now what we make in LA in the city of Los Angeles is not the same minimum wage that people make in other parts of LA County which is not the same as people make in Orange County the minimum wages are different right. so even talking about that like LA City and LA like even within different
5: counties within a state is going up even faster so like LA is
3: ahead of the curve
5: well yeah and and like I said it's I, I thought I looked I did the research and I was like is it California what's going on and no like like I said Maine is also up there with California mm-hmm. minimum wage Massachusetts and then watching like it goes from coast to coast yeah I
4: mean it stays on the coast I think we all know why but it's <laughs> not get political. yeah
5: true that but on the same note with all these rising costs and I, I'm sounding super corporate fucking right now but I know <laughs> it because if you look at the numbers and you look at the amount of places that cannot survive, yeah. all the mom and pop shops that are even the or even the well-invested brand new openings. Uh, I saw a place in Santa Monica got shut down after two months. Dang. If okay. you can't afford it and, and, and it's becoming very hard to afford, you got to start cutting corners and you got to start really like cutting on all kinds of stuff. And labor cost is huge in any industry a friend of mine who's a general contractor mm-hmm. we were just having this conversation yesterday as a general contractor to to employ your labor guys your guys building things it's it's going up it's going up in different places across the US but it's, it's getting to a point where it's like man I was making 20,000 and I'm making 12,000 like what happened is because that's how much you have to pay everybody and the, the service industry is no different and that's part of the reason why all these places can't survive or the places are shutting down because they're just like...
0: The mom well, and pop the- that I worked at... Oh, sorry. Well, the mom and pop that oh, I worked cool. at in San Diego, they just shut down last week. Oh. And oh. it had been like R. a R. year Bro. and a half.
5: I was going to say uh, two... And they were cutting of, corners. Out of all the places that I've worked at, i worked at... Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I've worked at seven restaurants in the past 15 years three of those are shut down one of them has shut down and reopened with a new name hmm. so half of those are done
4: all right here's my here's my uh, pushback um and i'm gonna sound like a very millennial spoiled whatever um the reason that chains are are kind of getting hit really hard is because uh they're not as good as other restaurants uh, they are, they, their food is, you know, very like mass produced, like you're not going to get surprised. Sure. I think people want surprise. People want, if it, you know, Depends. going out is more of a privilege now than it has ever been. And if you're going to go out, who the fuck wants to go out to Applebee's? Uh, Kyle, people are I going guess. out to, and also <laughs> dollar margaritas, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Um, we'll drink talking about the, the labor cost, labor cost is huge for the restaurant industry. And with the minimum wage, it's definitely getting more. It's there's more tension, but it always has been. Seventy percent of restaurants close within like six months or three yeah, months or something. Like it's risk. not a new thing for yeah. Like restaurants are a horrible business investment. Yeah, in, in general. <laughs> well, at the end of the day, right?
1: It's a it's like a people business, and people are just not reliable. Well, Whereas, well, like the bills are always going to be there, and when you have people on, you have to pay them a fixed rate, regardless yeah. of not whether you have enough customers come in to cover that or not. Yeah, and no, and no, no. like I
4: understand that, the, like, yeah, and labor costs is yeah, but explain explaining big,
1: it for some of the people who might not, Sam. Oh, okay, well, <laughs> fucking catch up, Kyle. Honestly, <laughs>
4: Kyle, <laughs> all you listeners, Kyle looks really lost, and Nate was helping him out. <laughs> um, but I think a good corollary is like looking at Cor- um, a what
1: corollary. corollary? 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 I have it recorded. Corollary. Okay, play it back. <laughs> Wait, is it eyeing <laughs> points? Is the <laughs> word from Gryffindor? Is uh, the word corollary?
5: It's a third three-syllable word he's used in this session corollary corollary i get you know they Corollary. i don't say three, three syllable he's the, the well read oh, keep uh, going sam
4: <laughs> is independent bookstores now bookstores had a huge crash in the early to mid 2000s borders uh, <laughs> barnes and noble the two biggest bookstores went out, out of business visit- i think borders may still be around barnes, well, and, barnes and noble Oh, sorry borders store Borders are there borders yeah yeah so no. but because of new technology disruptive technology people are you know amazon da 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 and independent bookstores have been making a big comeback people are supporting independent bookstores mm, really? yeah there there's a, there's like th- there's i think even been growth in that sector over the last like couple of years so Sick. i think that is going to be a similar way uh, that the restaurant industry is going to head cyclical
1: well, cyclical. I think it, cyclical i think a lot of it too like dealing with american economics like if you look at when when these chains got big in like you know the early all throughout the 90s really Mm -hmm. like when we were in kind of a a boom and then as soon as we hit our recession you know what's the first thing you're going to cut out when you're in a recession is going out to eat Uh, especially 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 to like it's one. It was one thing before where it would be normal for, you know, the average American family to go out to eat at, like, a Chili's or, like, a mid-range restaurant, right? Once, maybe twice a week. Exactly. And then all of a sudden, that stopped. And that's and that's when we got, like, things like the two for 20 and the well, one and for I, 10 and, I and think Applebee's and things trying changes, to bring people in. Yeah.
4: Demographic changes are also pushing us Exactly, too. Like
1: and like you said, people in our age are much more likely, if we're going to go out and spend the money that we have to work so hard to get because of inflation... Why are we going to go to Applebee's when we can, you know, spend just a little bit more and go to some place where there's some frou-frou chef or like or it's we know that t- it's crazy Thai cuisine, or it's just, you know, just, like, you know the, the mom and pop Mexican place down the street where I know that the grandma makes the carne asada with love or whatever, as opposed what? to the guy at Chili's Getting who's hungry. putting the ribs th- that are already cooked f- yesterday <laughs> yeah. through the oven, the which is really just a bunch of lasers. That's yeah. the kitchen of the future. I hope well, it get sued for something. An- that another, <laughs> another big
5: part of this is um, kind of like, just to tie it all in. What I was saying earlier about how the food's changing, you're right. The generation that is now to the point where you know the 18 year olds, the people that are getting out from under their parents, uh, they gr- they are growing up with this new idea of. Of of they want different food, you know, and and because they want different food, they want the same thing, the same mass produced stuff. Also, one of the other things you have to really consider is families, who you know, if you have kids or anything, families. Ten years ago, we were in a pretty bad recession, mm-hmm. so during that time when people were not making money, they weren't going out to eat. So not only have fam- families have gotten used to that idea of not going out to eat, that generation in the past ten fifteen years, they have not been. Taken out to eat much, right. so yeah. when they this do is, go
3: out, it's a it's a thing. It's
5: a thing. Yeah. So this is only going to continue. This isn't something that's just happening right now. This is something that people are, are used to. People are used to eating at the house and used to cooking for themselves and really used to going to the grocery store and getting their own healthy food and not have to worry about going out and and having a peanut allergy or a gluten allergy or anything. They're already used to being home or doing something, making it for themselves. And you're right, going out is a privilege. Also, going back to what you're saying, people that are that are on their own working, you're right, they do have to put in a lot of hours these days and make yeah, a lot of yeah. money. It's expensive to live, people, especially live on your own. In so, California. Especially in California, is crazy. But it's only it's only rising in, in everywhere. I talk to people, I used to play, pay $360 a month for an impor, for an apartment in Texas, and now it's like 600 And for us in California, we're like, that's super cheap, but for them their minimum wage is lower, so they're still, it's the same kind of, you right. know, it all evens out. Ratio. On, yeah. Sure. So it's, it, this is gonna, this is going to continue. Um. I think, I think we're, we're pretty lucky to work where work, work where we work because we're surrounded by a bunch of these bigger chains. And, sure, and, sure, and, sure. We're like then the one we, outlier. And we really, we really get to filter out a lot of those people. So we actually do get good people and good guests coming into our place when everyone else, the tourists and people that just want to go out to one of those big chains can go to everywhere else. And we really filter out the, the good people. Also, the people that want to come in to have good food, get good beer and spend money, which right. is great for us because at the end of the day, it's a job and we're there to make money. Right. So then
3: going off of kind of sort of wrap this up and, and tie it all together, um, you're talking about how it's just going to continue happening. And we've talked a lot about the industry in general. And, and I actually feel like we've talked more kind of as consumers so Ballard, I'm curious to hear from you. So then what does that mean after everything we've just talked about? What does that mean for us as servers going forward? Because if it's just gonna continue to happen, does that mean that more places are gonna close down? Does that mean that I'm I should I be worried? Like I mean, what does it mean for the future landscape of employees in the service industry, like us navigating that going forward? If you wanna be a career server, be scared. Cool. But if it but so you think so you think, cause I don't think any of us, the five of us don't. No. So I shouldn't be concerned because I know that I should only have <laughs> everything going well, nah. knock on wood.
5: I should, we should all be in this industry temporarily. Correct. We should all be in this industry temporary. Uh, there are really great career servers out there. Uh, on the same note, you know, going back to the, going back to the shops and everything, our shops, our secret shops are more uh, all about the brand and the hospitality yeah, it's like not those, even really about the server. It's not about the server. And here's the thing is <laughs> server hence service, but those career servers serve at high end restaurants. Sure. And let me tell you what they don't do at those restaurants. They don't give you a ton of hospitality. They give you service and they shut the fuck up. Right. Cause they that's what just make want. sure you get service. And <laughs> those dudes make money. money. Right. So yeah. when it comes to us, you know, you're gonna talk about these little mom and pop bookshops, which I mean is reading books just a waste of time? I don't know, but uh, <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. Come there. books there's a, there's a, there's anymore. a book that that they, books that, that, is that the equivalent of like, eating wow. at Applebee's, bro. Put there's that there's on a t-shirt. there's, a, a, there's a book that that people tell us to read that our employees our employers tell us to read it's called Setting the Table, and it's literally all about hospitality. And I sit there and tell when I'm training people, I go, look, give you're you're hired because you have a good personality, so talk it up. At the end of the day, give good service because that's gonna get you paid. That's the job, yeah,
3: yeah, word.
5: Yep. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I
1: think like we like I think we all agreed that most of the chain stuff is going to go away eventually and I think if serving is your long-term career goal, career goal, you need to get really good at it and you need to find a good place and good people to do it at because I think down. there's going to be like that job is always going to be there, but I think there's going to be less of that job. Like I, I mean think,
4: I think uh, well yeah, I, I guess less with of
1: it. the automation auto, automation of Hey, Five points. I make clubs, <laughs> but I can. I can. I, can, I can admit it. <laughs> got to do some mouth. You know, well,
5: same. Note, whether you know, if you work for a place that's going to shut down or not, there's still a There's there's a couple of different things that can happen here. The best thing is it continues continues to run. You enjoy your job and you make good money and you're happy and live life. The other thing is it completely shuts down and goes under, and that's because of what's happening with society and the world and all this good stuff because money. The third thing is they continue to run, but they have to make cuts, and then therefore, the same thing. You got. Thirty servers on the schedule and, and 15 bartenders and they say well, we can't do this put a tablet on the table cut down to 10 servers and 2 bartenders and let the guests order from themselves because we can't afford all of you so there's a couple of, so again be good at your job yeah. hunker down yep right. so on that, on super, that super positive bright, note, happy
3: note <laughs> uh,
1: we're going to roll into our next segment uh, we have our hot pocket cold pocket
3: hot pocket Cool. Cold pocket, pocket.
5: lean Ooh, so pocket.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> um. All right, I have a cold pocket. Jump in, Sam. Uh, yeah, please. Say uh, it and it actually kind of dovetails exactly like what we were talking about. Um, Ducktails? Duck Ducktales. Right duck-tails. into uh, we're in a we're Dare shirt. About. Um. <laughs> so last night, where we work, uh, it was projected to be very slow, and uh, our regional manager thought it was gonna be very slow. Can't say I doubt the manage doubt the management team. It's been slow for a long time. It was rainy, so we had uh, two servers, one bartender, and one buster expo one, and a host. Nope. Oh, uh, we had four people. But the manager was watching the host stand, right? Yeah, I mean, they, like, and like so the, the management ability. team doing other things. Did too. did yeah. Uh, yeah, like did did okay. Um, I again, like, I don't even blame them so much. It was just like we got. So rocked. Oh, the really? restaurant was full. The bar was full. What? Uh Wow. Yeah. On a Tuesday night. On a Tuesday night. The the and and I mean it was weird because I was bartending, so it wouldn't have made much of a difference for me. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, it was a it was just a complete shit show.
1: Let me tell you what, Sam. Point I'm at right now, I wish you had called me. I would have <laughs> made my way <laughs> Honestly, down. Honestly, <there. laughs> I'm
4: not I don't know why no one did. I don't know why no one and like literally we had a, a, a someone come in to work. I think she she works at uh, around the area at a different job, so maybe she was already working that day. But uh, we had like someone that hosts come in, and I was like, "What the f- like what what the fuck is happening right now?" Yeah. wait, why are you, you are you're saying a host here? that works just at our spot eat. just to come just to come hang out? And drink oh, okay. Beer. And I was like, that it was just very bizarre. Like, she came in towards get the, out. the end. she came in towards <laughs> the end. And, no, no, no. She's like, and give me the beer, so I can yeah, You come in to now? Do that. But also, I mean, like, the, there was people, that was the other thing, too, is, like, I had multiple people at the bar stay until an hour after we closed. Oh. Uh, it was just <laughs> like, it was. Jesus. I gotta put those stools up, bro. I total gonna shit show. Um, oh, Monday night, same money thing happened. Well, they stayed
5: till two hours after we closed. You said oh, I you left. I left at out. 11. You made some money, though?
1: Yeah, I did. Okay. So, uh, not an entirely cold pocket. No, no, no. The, but, it, but in the end, but it was just like, it was But just then he failed a shop and lost his job. So. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> do, we have a, do we have a hot pocket for this week?
3: I, I just thought of one, but it's kind of really shit on Sam's gold pocket. So Go ahead. I'm sorry, bro. Fine. We, everyone shits on me anyway. My, I love you. You know, I love you so much. My hot pocket was on Monday. I was the closing bartender. Uh, super dead super <laughs> slow <laughs> Ballard and I were both working uh, I was oh yeah you got cut, <laughs> cut at 8 <laughs> <laughs> we close at nine. I was cut and off the clock at like 8 o'clock <laughs> so, my guy and I still make good money because uh-huh. my regulars can <laughs> yeah. so uh, super hot pocket bro I was vibing uh, had a had shift beer ate me ate myself a pastrami um, oh, nice Ballard even like got nice some tables pocket. towards the end of the night so uh, that worked uh, out, to, out for him
5: to piggyback on that hot pocket uh, I was the closing server and they cut everybody. or bartender, everybody. everybody. It was literally me in the restaurant just running it, and I doubled my sales. And like I said earlier, I love giving money to where it's owed. Well, those motherfuckers didn't do shit for me, so that <laughs> tip out went way down. All right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was dope. Great, guys. <laughs> Pretty good hot uh, pocket, cold pocket, I think.
3: Sorry, sir. Um,
1: so we are now going to check the mailbox. Kyle, you want to go grab the mail? Yeah, I'll go
3: grab the mail. Oh, boy. Why? Why is you going to get the mail of fucking jazz intros?
0: It's fun, dude. You never know what you're gonna get in the mail. Can oh, this whoa. not
1: be a thirty-minute bit?
0: <laughs> There's a letter in here. No, it can't not be. <laughs> oh
1: my god. He's making that sound. With I his did mind. all that with my mouth.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm getting better at it. The guy oh, guy cool. from police
1: yeah. academy here.
0: Do you guys? Do you guys want me to read it?
1: Uh, no. Can you read? <laughs> yeah. <Can> you read? <laughs> do you guys want me to stare at it? <laughs> it looks like junk mail. So goody.
0: want to sound it out for us? And that's mail. Um. Okay. Uh. Let's see. Hey, guys, I really like the restaurant I work at, but our current slow season is really bad. Should I be getting uh, a new job or just a second job? How do you know when it's time to make that move? Thanks. I feel like I have no Sincerely, idea. they didn't leave a name. <laughs> well, it. It's a <laughs> nice. pretty impersonal
1: letter, but uh, we'll take it. Thank you, no name. Uh, so, yeah, slow season, getting a second job.
3: Yeah, I mean, I feel like... Uh, we kind of always talk about like right now our place is in slow season too. And I feel like this is kind of the slow season for most restaurants. I feel like mm-hmm. that's a, that's a pretty normal thing after the holidays, the new year, January, I mean, tax season yeah, they got there taxes are coming up. Yeah. Nothing really happens in January after, I mean, new year's day, the first day of the year is like the holiday of that month. MLK um, day. MLK day. Sh- my bad, bro. Shout out Jesus. to MLK day. I'm sorry. Go. I apologize. I always look so bad on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I, 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 I don't know. I think like to, I mean, obviously I think it's into, to, up to every individual. You got to look at your own, you got to look at your own finances. You got to look yeah. at your own fucking what you're working with. Um, what well, sucks is
0: if it's like, are you going to keep that second job? Because it, it might pick up soon. You sure. Know?
3: I mean, I, I feel free to jump in. I feel like my personal advice to this person would be go for the second job, not the new job. Because if it's slow season, that's not unique to just your restaurant. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you can quit the job you're at now and go to this new place and be like, cool. Now I'm going to start making money again. You know what I mean? You need to supplement that income with that second spot and kind of put the two and two together because it's not like, gotta hope you can
0: find a, a couple day a week. Yeah. Kind of place.
3: And, and, and Cause here's the thing. Definitely. I feel like in jobs in general, but definitely with service industry jobs, the grass is not greener on the other side, bro. The restaurant's a fucking restaurant, yeah. especially unless, unless you're going from like, you say you're working at a casual spot and then you get a job at like a fine dining place. Then like, yeah, maybe you can tap out of the other, the old place. But like, In general, it is what it is, Um, and so that's not really going to change because, and that's just a safer move because then if the second, if that second job you've picked up to supplement does start getting busy into like March and your place, the other place is still just like not doing well or whatever, then you can kind of go, okay, now I know how this new place is looking now I get the vibe here as opposed to the other place. And I feel ready to move on, but I definitely wouldn't just cut off the other one and go find a new job.
1: Yeah. I feel like the answer to the, how do you know when it's time to make that move question is when you, when you ask, when you find yourself asking that question, that's the time to consider getting another job. Cause yeah. like at the end of the day, you shouldn't really like you're there to make money. You shouldn't put that in jeopardy because you like the place that you work yeah because that comes and goes relationships with people do sour uh you just have to remind yourself that you are there for money at the end of the day you know as much as as, as nice as it is to work at a place you like with people you enjoy to work with you know if they're really your friends they'll be your friends when you get a job that supports you as well know.
4: again i'm i seem to be contrarian all the time <laughs> uh i mean if it's not like can
1: you can into your microphone
4: i uh i thought i was gonna get really heated so i just took a step back i was gonna yell. Um, I don't know. I I I'm more on the side of obviously you're there to put a roof over your head to put food on the table. Don't jeopardize that. But my personal thing is like I have a very low overhead in my life. I don't spend a lot of money. I would much rather work at a place that I like the people. Sure. Instead because of because it's just it yeah out. because like this because this job can be awesome and it can suck balls. Word. So I would rather keep it at least towards. I mean, not every day is gonna be great, and not every day you're gonna like everyone you're working with. Right. But. Um. Also, I just hate looking for jobs. Like, yeah, I'm I agree. so. It sucks. So, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. Like, it depends on how you know what your situation is. Right. I and that's what say. I mean.
1: I say that with the caveat of if you're not making enough money. Yeah. Then I think that's more important than whether you like the place. If you're making enough money, and you like the place and you like the people you work with.
4: Like it's slow season, like everyone knows it's feast or famine. It. Like, cut your spending. I don't yeah. know. Like, yeah, stop, yeah. you know, eating out as much. Stop doing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, if you can adjust your life, too much Applebee's. I feel personally attacked. attacked. <laughs> yeah. Well, I also, <laughs> also think
5: I also wonder um, the person that asked this uh, did you know it was going to be slow season? Did you prepare for that? yeah, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. holiday season is where Call the money's out, at, and you can make money and you can just save up and prepare yourself. Secondly, if it's slow season, you're thinking about another job. Can you afford rent, or can you afford a new T-shirt? Like, which one is it? You exactly, know, do sure, sure. you want a new T-shirt? Or do you want, or, or can you survive and be okay? Because at that point, if you need to afford rent, well, then yeah, get that side yeah, hustle. You, you're, uh, us a yeah, go get <laughs> a side <laughs> hustle. Go grab another job, and in a couple months when it picks back up, go, quit that fucking job, bro. Yeah, Just yeah, leave yeah. it. Be like bye, and come yeah. back to your regular job. And then next year, prepare for the slow season. Don't yeah. be a jackass. You're jackass? You'll be, be ready adult. right when it comes. You're eighteen yeah. years old. I gave you all the tools. Do it. I gave, you all the tools. <laughs> I gave Ballard trained you. He trained all of, of us. He like is that, the trainer. That's
4: a good segue into uh Cardinal gnocchi of wisdom, yeah. Formerly known as Cardinal Sin, of wisdom. It's a gnocchi of wisdom. It's like the little, the little nugget, the little I doughy, cardinal sin. savory. Well, but Cardinal Sin is also like I feel like it's too negative. It's cardinal like, Sin is like you can like say, you're
3: telling someone like oh. hey, don't do you this. You don't do this, but you but can also do this. of wisdom
4: it? can be don't do this or always do, this. do this. The
3: do's and don'ts.
4: Because it's a savory nugget of great information with a little bit of uh, like. Okay, Just explain what let's do it. Yeah.
3: Well, okay. So
4: so Ballard, what would you what gnocchi of wisdom would you like to give our listeners, especially those that do not work in the industry, about going to a
5: restaurant or about working in a restaurant? If you go to a restaurant, as soon as you walk in the door, don't act like you forgot everything you've ever learned in your entire <laughs> <fucking> life. <laughs> when you sit down, act like you know what it is to talk to another human being and you know how to read and don't just ask this one person everything like you don't know what the fuck is going on <laughs> around you. You have something in front of you. Read it. You have a person there. Talk to them. They say, how's it going? They're not asking you what you want to drink. They're asking oh, you, how is it, it going? So, so, so don't have amnesia right when you walk in the door.
0: That's a good. So answer. I would call that a cardinal sin. I would not
5: call that a cardinal
0: sin. I'd call that a cardinal sin I'm saying, I'm saying,
5: don't do that. So that's so, the wisdom. Oh, okay. I mean, or yeah. it's a sin the sin cardinal to do sin this. would be <laughs> to, do do
1: that. to do that. <laughs> he took this and flipped it on his head. Perspective. So. <laughs> Perspective.
3: Wonderful. Uh, Thank you so cool, much. Cool. All right. Well, on that um, note, I feel like. Uh, <laughs> on that note, Nate's gonna take it away. Nate. Yeah, we're done.
1: Uh, that was a great show. Um, yeah, th- I think we had some really good topics, and we we kind of had some big ideas that we touched on that mm-hmm. I think we're going to have yeah. to do this again to get a little bit deeper into. Sure. Um, but yeah, that felt good. Thank you so much yeah, for no joining really us. Shout, Shout out to, to
3: Daniel Ballard.
5: Uh, Thanks for having me. Uh, it was a pleasure. Um, I really
1: enjoyed it. Is there anything, any final notes that you feel like you need to have expressed? Anything you'd like to tell the people How about yourself? People Plug you, your
4: shit. Any yeah, projects you're working on? Uh... All, I right. I mean, that's a no.
3: uh, All right, perfect.
5: No, I don't. I don't. Um, my only plug is uh, an outlet that goes into the wall. Oh my hey. god! I'll plug and himself uh, for him. Uh, he's a great actor. He's a director. Look him up.
3: Uh, I think it's D A Ballard on Instagram.
5: D A Ballard. That's B A L L A R D. Check me out on Instagram, um, Daniel Ballard at uh, at Daniel Ballard on on um, Twitter. And uh, my Facebook is completely wide open for now until all you freaks start really stalking (laughs) me. But that's just Daniel P. Ballard. Not to be pretentious, but there's a lot of Daniels out there and there's a lot of Ballards out there. But there's... Um. Only one Daniel P. Ballard. There's only one Daniel P. Ballard. That's me. There might be a couple, actually. (laughs) Anyway, check it out. Uh, I got a lot of projects coming up. Keep up with me. That'd be great. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you guys for the podcast, boys. Thanks for um, for listening Casting me in today's episode. Can't wait to have you on again uh, for another show.
1: Uh, We want to thank everybody for listening. This episode's going to be a little bit long, uh, but hopefully you you guys enjoyed that. Uh, Don't forget to uh, rate us and give us five stars, whatever you're listening on. Uh, please give us a follow on our Instagram, 86NoFilterPod. Uh, hit us with questions, comments, stories. Uh, we want to hear from all that stuff. And also, if you feel like you'd be a great guest on our show, uh, please reach out to us and we'd, we'd love to uh, talk to you and see if we agree. <laughs> <laughs> so you make the cut. Uh, my name is uh, Nate Miller. You can find me everywhere at Dog Like Nate on social media.
0: My name is Kyle Metz. You can find me at The Kale Standard. Kale, like the terrible veggie.
4: That's good. Uh, <laughs> my Insta, this is Sam. Instagram is uh, knight of Sam-a-lot, K-N-I-G-H-T-O-F-S-A-M-E-L-O-T.
3: And I'm Daniel. You can find me on Instagram at Daniel underscore i think jesus Christ. i think it's daniel I think. botello yeah. i just um, ripped through my weird sorry, ass punny <laughs> name <laughs> anyway that's it for us thanks so much for listening to 86 no filter podcast and we'll see you next time thanks guys we'll be back next time with
1: a uh, new topic and a new fresh guest see ya